This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. All right, welcome back yet again week episode 14 of the Pages Dynasty podcast, where keep making our way through the 2001 season, getting towards the end here. Uh, this is the, the game where New England Patriots headed to warm and cozy Buffalo uh, that Mike Mello knows so well from having gone to school up in that area. How far Beautiful. is Buffalo from Rochester? It's pretty close, yeah. I think uh, if it's if it's snowing, it'll probably take you a good hour and a half to get there, but if it's not, probably probably do it in 20 to 30, I think. All right, so it's an hour and a half away then, is what you're saying. <laughs> One hour and 16 minutes. There you go. Thank you. There's the stat guy. <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. <laughs> it it uh, is lovely up there, though. Oh, good, good. So if you haven't figured it out by now, we're joined by Mike and the Brown Brothers. This Greg and Steve. Steve, you just got back from Mexico, isn't that right? Hola. <laughs> I see you've taken the Mick Brown approach to learning the language where you learn how to say hello, and my guess is you know how to Los order beers. Esas, por favor. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Do you know anything else in uh, Spanish? We went, we went to Chichen Itza, which is spelled kind of like a chicken itza. And I asked my girlfriend where all the chickens were, like repeatedly. <laughs> oh, that poor woman. Uh, Should have asked this bit. Is you're right, Greg? Damn it. Yep. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity, indeed. Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. I hear you just got a promotion. I did. And now your uh, big job this week has been to send out something about mustaches yes yeah coronavirus mustache face mask etiquette <laughs> nice. well uh, congrats on that promotion Con- congratulations man <laughs> life just keeps getting better it does and what better way to continue it by talking about um a football game where i'm just going to come out and say it there were no touchdowns scored Hey, again with the spoiler. I'm not sure what I'm spoiling for you. Not for me, but for everybody else. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta build it up, baby. Nope. No, because we we've been we've been told that we don't say the score. So I'm just gonna say the score every week at inappropriate times. At the beginning. Times. <laughs> at inappropriate times. Oh, so boy, what better time than now? <laughs> the Patriots win this 12 to nine in overtime. A shootout. Yeah, but I mean, so going into this, knowing that, uh, I was not particularly enthused. But after watching this game, I am changing my tune. I think this was actually, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good game. And I thought there were some interesting takeaways from this, especially if you compare it to kind of today's Patriots. And not just that, but the kind of media reaction around it. Mm. Well, you know what they say. There's no the wagons. <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills. 
I will counter and say this might be one of the worst games I've ever watched. So we'll see how this, <laughs> see how this unravels. <laughs> well, I didn't watch it. All so right, well, verdict here. All right. Yeah, we know Greg didn't watch it. So Honestly, clearly, I watched the NFL primetime highlights. I know because I actually now provide that just for you, dude. Primetime, it was the best. The best. Yes. Has anybody seen the new iteration yet? Mm-mm. No. It came back, but they put it behind a paywall on ESPN Plus. Oh, then yeah, I definitely didn't see it. Yeah, that's stupid. I know. I actually, at one point, um, I think it was around the time when what was that uh, competitor to uh, Madden, the video game, came out? What was that one? Was NFL called NF- two K. Oh, NFL two K. Yeah. So when the what whatever the last one was that came out, like the really good one, two K five. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That came out. Uh, I spent altogether too much time on that, but it it made me actually go looking for NFL primetime videos. And I still think the NFL would make a killing, or ESPN for that matter, if they sold just like access to, you know, the the Patriots NFL primetime highlights of, you know, a season. Because those were the... The music on that was unparalleled. Uh, Electric. Yeah. I listened to that. I, I found I found the audio files and it's in my regular playlist. There's at least like seven or eight songs that are just bangers. Yeah. And and for some reason I can just like I have different highlights in my head for different songs and like, like random games like oh this is when I listen to one of them it's like oh this is the Jets versus the Bengals in Meadowland Stadium. No no idea why. It's like, almost like vividly in my mind. You could tell how close the game is by what music they're using. <laughs> That's the one. That's the best one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and it's actually great music to work to as well because it's it's upbeat. There's no there's no words or anything. You know the song. It's a yeah. bit repetitive, so it doesn't like get in the way. It doesn't distract you. It's fantastic. Minute, Mike. What was that? I highly recommend it. I mean, I can always like, hold my I'll look into up. it play it right now if you guys want oh boy um, we can try it but this might sound like ass Andy you oh, should so do we have the rights to play that on here mm. yeah, it's on YouTube it <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> the lawyer has spoken if we're allowed to you should this whole conversation just put the music in the background for it all, <laughs> all right. yeah I'll, I'll edit it in in post I'm sure this is great. Awesome. <laughs> All right, we'll be cutting this part. Fuck. You don't cut anything out. You're a liar. Uh, I cut a little bit out. Okay. I cut this sort of shit out. If you say something stupid, that stays in. I got nothing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Self-censor. Um, yeah, so going back to the football game, the reason that I enjoyed it was because it was so different from I think probably this past year where, because there was kind of some similarities that kept like coming back to me about when the Patriots played the Bills I think it wasn't around week 14, 15 uh, this, this year at home and the Bills had given them problems at the beginning of the season and the Patriots came out and kind of had their way with them, beat them pretty handily 
and like the offense looked the best it's looked in a while. You remember the game I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Nine fifteen. Was it? Yeah, something like that. Um, and then, but the the whole reaction around that game was these Patriots still kind of suck. They should have beat the Bills by more. You know, the this this is not a team that's going to go anywhere in the playoffs. All this kind of like negativity around it. And then if you look at you go back to two thousand one, look at almost exact same situation. Like except the Patriots didn't play as well. Like the defense played really well. Brady had an off game. I don't think it was as bad as maybe it looked on paper, but it still wasn't great. He was running for his life, got sacked a whole bunch. But if you looked at the you know the papers the next day, there was all this kind of optimism. It's like, hey, we're actually in the playoff race. This is a team that could do something. And, and the commentators were talking about how you know, this could be the one team that, that gets into the playoffs and that's the one team all the other playoff teams are looking at and saying, we don't want to play them. Yeah, I mean, from that perspective, I get your point. Um, and I guess this was a, a game to test their mettle, uh, so to speak, yeah. even though the, the Bills at this time were 2-10 and 10, and basically, for all intents and purposes, rebuilding. Alex Van Pelt was the quarterback. Yep. I mean, um, also, by the way, that guy's nickname was Pill. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't. Uh, Pill? Yeah, for Pillsbury Doughboy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the worst nickname I've ever heard for a football player. But Wait, that's tough. Pillsbury Throwboy? Pillsbury Doughboy. Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, right. But I do like the, the Pillsbury, Pillsbury Throwboy. Well, that's... Jared yeah. Lorenzen had a million nicknames like that. Who did? Yeah, that Jared Lorenzen. Oh. Remember him? Nope. The hefty lefty? The round map <laughs> of touchdown? Yes. Yeah, a whole bunch. He didn't. Alex Van Pelt's first name is Gregory. What? Not Alex? Gregory Alexander Van Pelt. Wow. Can we fact check that, please? I I found Wikipedia. (laughs) Jared Lenzen's nicknames are so funny. J Load, Quarter Dog. He ate me. Oh, Jesus. Wow. (laughs) Pillsbury throw boy. Of course. Battleship Lorenzen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did die recently, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to uh, look him up. Yeah, well, he was, he was up, a big dude. Yeah, if you look up Van Pelt now, he kind of looks like Lorenzen did. Really? Yeah, he, he looks like Mike McCarthy. Wait. He's the Browns um, coordinator right now? Yeah. He's a coach now. Wait a minute. Are you looking him up, Steve? Yeah. I'm on his I thought he died. No, he's at Cleveland <laughs> offensive coordinator. So he's their next head coach. Mike McCarthy? Oh, yeah, he looks exactly like Mike McCarthy. Well, so I just Googled Alex Van Pelt, and the picture that came up, I, I just thought was <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Are you sure it's not? 6'1", <laughs> oh, maybe... Because he's got the Green Bay Packers gear on and everything. That's him. Wow. Green Bay Packers running backs coach and quarterbacks coach, 2012 to 2017. Well, goodness. Then the Bengals QB coach to the Browns OC. Hmm. What he's got this year. Illustrious. Well, speak of illustrious career, 16 touchdowns, 24 INT. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he didn't have either of those in this game. He he didn't really do. Oh no, he had an interception. Mm-hmm. 
that's kind of all he provided in this game. <laughs> I mean, that's Alex Van Pelt for you, though, right? I mean, I guess so. I mean, that's why I think it's impressive that they the the Pats were, um, you know, they continued on their role because there, there'd be a part of me that'd be like, man, we're facing a two and ten team against Alex Van Pelt. Uh, the guy is Alex Van Pelt, right, Pill, and yet. <laughs> they barely squeaked this out. Like it, I, I know that it inspired confidence because it did test them. But if I was on the team, I would be questioning that. I think you think so. I think so, man. Like, but this is just how the Patriots and bills played at that point. They, they showed a stat where before this game, three of the last four games had gone into overtime. Yeah. But Alex Van Pelt, man. I mean, uh, when it's been like um, Flutie or Rob Johnson, we've at least like, you know, dissected the merit of a, you know, a, a first round pick or something like that. But this is, this is pill we're talking about. <laughs> but I mean, I will say one cool um, point in this game was that Troy Brown crossed a thousand yards and this is what week 14. So that's pretty impressive. Um, he was also the leading punt returner in the AFC. So uh, props to Troy Brown for the uh, in this game, but other than that, I don't know. I don't know what would inspire anything. I mean, this was definitely a defensive battle. I will give you that. Uh, I, I did notice a difference in that side of things, too. The hits that were being... I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but just the speed at which the defenses moved in these games on both sides of the ball, like for the Bills and the Patriots just seems so much faster and more aggressive than it does now. And I think part of that is probably the rule changes like we've talked about before, but just the Yeah, but the I'm going gonna, gonna to call out Connor in the previous episode because he was like, yeah, there's no defenseless like receivers and this all. But they, they, they were talking about it in this game that they're, um, they were debating on flags for uh, hits on defenseless receivers. So uh, I know that the, uh, the rules have tightened up a little bit, but apparently some of them were still in play. So they they just maybe they were allowed to get away with it a little bit more. I don't know. I mean, I agree with you that it was a lot more aggressive back then. Yeah, and I, I you're right. They I, they did have one that they threw the flag for, but picked it back up again. Because mm-hmm. um, they said that he uh, he wasn't defenseless. He became a runner. Yeah, yeah I know. Because he took oh, two <laughs> steps and then got his head taken off. Even though it wasn't two steps, I think he landed on his on both feet and then yeah. got crushed. Exactly, exactly. So, it, yeah, it was... Uh... I mean, to that point, though, I also felt like there was this one play where um, the Pats just, like, plowed into somebody, like, running out of bounds. And they were probably out of bounds maybe two, three feet already. And there was <laughs> no one even batted an eye. So, yeah, the rules were in place. Maybe they were just enforced differently. I think they were, yeah. And I think... Some of them were probably still new, so they were kind of testing them out more than they were actually being enforced as stringently as you see now. Like like that that um, defenseless receiver thing. Because I, I wrote down that if that was happening now, Mama Brown is writing a letter to the commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> who was the commissioner then? Tagliabue? I think so. I think that's what we decided earlier. How do you say that in a British accent? You tell me, Steve. That sounds pretty British already. Tag Leaboo. Give it a whirl, Steve. Yeah, come on, Steve. I, got... I mean, you you had the Mexican oh, going. 
the the Spanish. See, Taglia, Taglia Boo. Oh, <laughs> what was <Yes>. that? <laughs> that was a travesty. That's what that was. It was Spanish. Oh. Oh no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, my two cents on the whole hitting defenseless receivers. I think the big difference is how people like react to it. Like you see a big hit and it was like celebrated back then. Where yeah. Players oh, were immediately celebrating. The commentators are like, yeah, what a hit. Where now you're kind of like, we know that that's going to cause some brain damage. So you're far less likely to kind of, but didn't, didn't you know that it like would cause brain damage back then? That's what oh, I don't understand. We didn't know there was a direct correlation. Andy and I, me far less because I only played, um, you know, a few uh, games here or there, not even, you know, because I, as we have established, didn't last on the football team very long. But when I was on the team with Andy, that's what I said, me personally, when, um, when I was on the team with him, we knew some guys that had accumulated quite a few concussions at that point. And they didn't seem oh, quite. God, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you I always mean, knew which guys those were. Right. And I didn't play like Pop Warner or anything. So it was like one year of experience for me. And I'm just looking around and like, you know, you know, who's had the concussions and who hasn't. I mean, uh, some because they tell you, but uh, I don't know. I, I think that there were signs back then. So I don't, I don't understand how people didn't know that banging your head against another person would not would cause damage. I, mean, I don't think that's what he's saying. I think it's we knew, but not to the extent like of how long term the damage was and how. Uh, yeah, we didn't know about CTE and all that. I mean, yeah, yeah we didn't know about CTE, but I, I mean, you could probably figure that some of these people are going to have problems with dementia, uh, memory issues, even way before, right? I, I mean, know, I know that now we, at, at the yeah, at the time we thought it was just like those guys that got the their heads knocked off all the time were getting multiple concussions. Now it's like if you get one. Well, I don't know like if every one, one of those triggers. No, but like every one of those hits. Yeah, yeah. But every one of those hits, it just makes it worse and worse. I don't know. I, I look at this and I'm like, I understand. And now because there's a uh, there's a term like we're held accountable, right? Or it's like, hey, here are the repercussions. We know exactly what this is. This is causing damage. I just think that for what, 60, 70 years of football before that, um, no one knew that this is, I mean, I feel like it's, it's a little bit of a cop out. I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoy football now. Like I enjoyed it back then, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I a hundred percent thought it was safe. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's fair. Mike, Yo. would you say that September 11th caused CTE? <laughs> wow, man. Now you're, now you're just fishing. This is what happens when you don't watch the football game. <laughs> This is what happens. Or this is what happens when you make stupid hot takes. Just live with you forever on the internet. Okay, Steve, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I really, really fun. The Do I have the fun guy? Where's Connor? Oh, Jesus. Here we go. He's like talking to himself in the mirror, trying to get him psyched up for the next podcast. That's fair. I only figured out when uh, Will Smith told me in an African accent. <laughs> I don't know that was because I have not seen the movie, but um, yeah, good nope. movie. Will Smith overdoes it a bit with the accent, but 
Yeah, no, I mean, that, that definitely did bring everything to light. Um, you're right. And I think it's, there is more of a public awareness. I mean, I think that the NFL is definitely held accountable to it because of all this information now, which I think is a good thing. And I think the rules ultimately obviously are a good thing. And um, I think it makes, you know, the game a little bit more exciting in different ways. I mean, a little bit more scoring um, people are around longer. So you get to see your, your, you know, these like icons continue to play as opposed to being on the sideline. Um, But I'm just saying before that movie, apparently we didn't know anything. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that the NFL knew more than they were letting on as well, you know. Right. It's like all those smoking execs saying that they didn't realize that smoking caused cancer when they spent right. a lot yeah. of money proving or trying to prove that it didn't when it was obvious to everybody except for them, apparently. earthquakes. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're definitely right on that. Maybe the, the public in general never thought about it, but they definitely had to have had some type of data. Yeah, um, that's too easy to, like, generalize you know, like yeah. actual data takes a long time to develop and like prove causation. Yeah. Just because you had one player that got a couple concussions and got dementia doesn't mean that that's what caused it. Right, right. Yeah, who do you think you are, Greg? Some sort of like team lead or something? Come on. Spot the QA, dude. <laughs> Science. You guys just don't understand. <laughs> but I think... Maybe if we had a team that would... I mean, it... So building off of that, watching Brady, I mean, people who have watched this game will recognize probably one, if not two highlights from this. And one is Brady rolling out, going on the run and getting his head taken off. Ragdolled. Mm-hmm. Like, like literally helmet popped off and went 10 yards backwards downfield. Like just. Yeah. Nate Clements. Yeah. And the fact, and he just popped right back up and clapping and everything. And then they showed him on the sideline, kind of, I don't know, like joking around about it with Drew Bledsoe. And it made me think, uh, if anybody knows what that feels like, it's probably Drew Bledsoe. I know you're probably, you, you, that's probably in poor taste of Brady to like be joking with that guy about something <laughs> like that. I'd probably wait a minute. I don't know. I mean, who's, who's going to get that joke the best other than somebody who's been there with you? I guess, but Bledsoe's probably like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> No, Bledsoe, but see, well, I bet Bledsoe's tired. He'd like him up. He's like, "Oh, how your lungs feel?" Oh, that's God. exactly what I would have done if I was in Drew Bledsoe's. That's fair situation. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's interesting too, and it plays into the the CTE thing of like, um, you know, you show bravado, right? So he didn't yeah. want to show weakness. I mean, it obviously amps your like team up, but nowadays, I don't know if it's necessarily celebrated. I mean, I think it would have been a little bit more, uh, you know people getting in the face of that other player. Like nobody really did anything. It was just like, he got popped. He got up yep. Um, his helmet goes flying. Yeah, so somebody went and grabbed his helmet for him. And that was about it. Yeah. It's interesting. And it's also like we had talked about, I believe last episode where he had the mentality of being like this tough guy and taking his hits. And then after mm. um, his ACL injury, um, he got a little bit smarter about that. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that whole era was around that and, you know, maybe that is a, a little bit of proof that players didn't quite know the extent of the injuries until now because I don't see players necessarily reacting that way anymore. Yeah. I mean, even, the even players didn't. Was that? But Belichick definitely did. If you, Andy, remember you mentioned that first Bills game this year where they kind of had trouble with it and you're kind of relating it to this one? Mm-hmm. Um, Brady brought up that hit after that game this year. He did? 
Yeah, because remember uh, Josh Allen got knocked out oh, in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a head-to-head hit, and like all the Bills players like, oh, if that was Brady getting hit like that, we'd all be ejected. Oh, right. right. Oh, yeah. And I looked what up. So he, he talked about it after the game, the Nate Clements hit. I actually had a play like that up in Buffalo earlier in my career where I was scrambling up the right side and tried to hold on to the ball. I tried to slide late, and it hit me, and my helmet flew about 10 yards away. It kind of riled up their whole sideline. Yeah, I remember the next day, Coach Belichick said to me, I'll never forget this. He said, hey, Brady, if you want to have a career in this league, when you're running like that, you either throw the ball away or you slide. <laughs> I'll never forget Coach Belichick telling me that, and I've kind of taken to that. A lot of quarterbacks who do run, you're trying to get make yards, and that's great. At the same time, you're susceptible to big hits. Again, whether it's flagged or not, or that's penalty. A lot of rules have changed over the years. But from a quarterback standpoint, I feel like it's always better to try to be available to the team and try to take the risk reward and so forth. Again, nobody likes to see anybody hurt out there. From my own experience, I try to do the best I can to avoid any big shots like that. Damn. The Russell Wilson approach. It's true. When Russell Wilson scrambles and then, like, slides right in front of a defender it's so fucking annoying it really is you're like God. <laughs> because even as a fan you want to see it's like oh oh this is your chance this is your chance somebody hit him somebody yeah. hit him exactly. but nobody ever can or he'll, or he'll just like step out of bounds right at the end yeah oh i hate you it's true but i mean even in this game like we're talking about one after that play happened how many times did they show the replay seven eight twelve fifteen and like they kept like even the comments like oh it was such a scary hit like I'm, it's 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 amazing nobody's hurt let's look at it again here it is again and well to be talking, fair they'll still do that today oh, not yeah. to, now with that enthusiasm but they'll go oh geez I I can't believe let's just watch that again one more time oh god <laughs> <laughs> let's let's listen to it we have the sound <laughs> right, exactly right. yeah let's watch it now let's watch it full speed. <laughs> But then, like, that was their highlight of the game, too. Like, when, when overtime started, they went back to it. It's like, oh, this has been a game of full hits. And they showed that one. And then the, the one that Steve was talking about where the running back took the hit out of bounds. Or like, mm, Right. About. Yeah. Um, and they just kept showing those over and over again. I will say, man. The sound and everything. By, by the way, I, I don't know if this was because of the, the, the game and how it was going or because the announcers are insane. But did you notice that? Everything that was said in the first half, they repeated in the second half, like word for word, almost like they had a script. And I felt like, how on earth is this like televised? Because I already thought the game was boring as hell. And these guys, I don't know what was going on mentally with them, but everything was regurgitated twice. So, so maybe that's how much uh, so hang on, hang on. Hang on. So I, I just want to, I just want to take a moment here, just yeah. so you all can can see what's happening. So when when I when we first started this podcast and I was coming out saying how bad these commentators were, and I got so much pushback, and all I said was, "All right, we'll we'll see. Just wait. Just wait until it's like week fourteen. We have fucking Steve Tasker and Don Cricky doing this, and we'll see what you guys are saying." And now, did you like, say those words? Because that would be incredible. <laughs> it, was, it was something very similar. I don't think it was Don Cricky and Steve Tasker. I think I was using my uh, my old crutch. What's his name? Dan Deardorff. Oh, right. Well, then I'll, I'll hand it to you because it's infuriating. I mean, and look, I know it's a difficult like job. And yeah. when it's a game like this, you have to keep the excitement and make it entertaining. But I look at a guy like now, and I know that the times have changed, but somebody like a Romo, which is really fun to listen to, in my opinion. 
Um, he's a little off the cuff and silly. Uh, these guys ran out of material watching a live game. <laughs> I mean, as somebody who now talks about a football game that's already happened for an hour, yeah. after being able to prepare for, for it, I understand that talking about a game is, is harder than I thought it was at the time. Uh-huh. I understand, but even if one of the announcers made some stupid remark about how a guy made a 9-11 comment and then the other guy got pissed off at him and they retaliated, <laughs> that would still be more interesting than what the hell would be put on TV. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't great. But I did like how they started the whole broadcast. They didn't, I, I didn't, because I, I, I write down the commentators every time because I have my grudges. Right. Um, and all? it took me until uh, every game. Yeah, uh, but every commentator. but every yeah, so every game I write down who the commentators are, so I knew who who to give shit to. Mm-hmm. This one, it took me until the fourth quarter before they introduced themselves. For one, oh, how dare they? Right, they, like fucking tell me, tell me who I'm supposed to be mad at, like from the beginning. Oh my right. god, true, Ex- true. Except they they did introduce Steve Tasker at the beginning by showing the highlight of him being on the field. And the punt returner for the longest punt in Patriots history was 93 yards. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Like the guy punted it from his own end zone, and it ended up being down on like the one yard line of the Bills. Dude, can I can I also say he was on that like uh, the the Buffalo team that went four straight years to the Super Bowl and never won? That's got to be brutal. Yeah, and it didn't get brought up once. Yeah, like, I think what are they, you doing, they touched on it for a second. I know, I know. How would you guys feel, oh, by the way, as fans, to see something like that? Oh, it's going to be heartbreaking. Like, the worst Patriots loss in history is definitely the undefeated Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, I would have rather not even have that season happen. Oh, yeah. I, Ooh, I couldn't watch one. anything sports-related until probably the start of the next season. I still haven't seen highlights. I just – every time it comes on, I turn it off. I watched highlights of that um, about a month ago for the first time. Well, we should probably just like cancel this podcast before it gets to that. <laughs> no, oh no, well, that that's that's when it ends. Is we go up to the AFC Championship game of two thousand seven, and then the podcast is done. Yeah, All right, that. yeah. <laughs> Somebody else can take over from there. Maybe, maybe we can just do an episode where we just talk about anything but. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll have to come up with with some way to get. Through Actually, that. that might be that's a good yeah, idea. So. Yeah, we just won't address it. Just skip it. <laughs> Look, and that's the end of the two thousand seven season. Moving on. <laughs> right. That's what I do with all my problems. I just... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I read some meme where it says your problems uh, now won't matter a year from now. I don't know if that's uh, if that's debatable or not, but you're probably right. Just forget about it and it'll go away. Yeah, it yeah. depends on the problem, but yeah, I mean... Yeah. Conjunctivitis does not work. I you would sure? imagine anything that you need a cream for, you should probably take take that into consideration. <laughs> yeah, but I went to the doctors, I couldn't open my eyes. <laughs> God damn it! Crusty gut, dude. Uh, I waited like a week and a half. Well, luckily we're we're all remote, so um, we don't have to deal with that. But yep. hey, did it? I mean, that could go away on its own too, right? I'm no doctor, but. Yeah. That's the one that doesn't. There's <laughs> <laughs> this summer lightus. Oh man. Good lord. Um oh, go ahead. I had conjunctivitis, appendicitis, and meningitis. Meningitis. All in one summer. Fucking hell. What right. the hell, dude? Yeah. So summer- you- 
Do you, I mean, antibiotics are eventually going to just destroy everything in your system. So how do you build that up? That's insane. I think I was drinking lake water. Oh, uh, yeah. that didn't help. Uh, tell your appendicitis story, though. Well, when we were working together? No, about um, how mom handled it. Oh, yeah. Well, and you, too. You kind of called me a pussy because I was like, we were working together doing pools. And I was like, Andy... I can't, I, I can't do this today. You got to drop me off. Like, All right, I guess I'll do the rest of the day myself. <laughs> I get home, I'm like forcing myself to puke. I'm in so much pain. And my mom's like, oh, you, you just have gas. She's a gay corn. <laughs> it's like corn. I don't even corn. Corn gives you gas, first of all. But then I Googled it. I'm like, mom, this is really looking like the symptoms of appendicitis. And she's like, okay. Sure enough. <laughs> Partially ruptured appendix. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah she hasn't. Yeah, how long are you in the hospital Did for? He, uh... Not long. <laughs> post off. Didn't she think your meningitis was because you're hungover too? Yeah, the meningitis. <laughs> yeah. That was brutal. I mean, to be fair, Dude, that's no joke. You do have a track record of all those things. Yes. So none of these were like out of the norm for any of us. Yeah, and I have an extremely high pain tolerance. Apparently. Because <laughs> I'm a man's man. I'm like <laughs> 2001 Tom Brady, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting your bell rung and <laughs> popping back in there. But speaking of which, so he, he does that, right? And then the next drive, they, I don't know if it was designed or if he called it himself just to be a hard ass, but Brady ran a QB draw like in the, in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about that, what a stupid play. Can I say that? Um, <laughs> Go ahead. No, I mean, I forget, because this was, was it towards the end of the half? I mean, we're jumping around here a little bit, but. Uh, I, it was actually towards the end of the game. It was right before they kicked their Oh, time. you're right. Yeah, man. So, yeah, they, they're they're driving. You can win the game. And wasn't it like third down? Yep. So it was third down. They they were, I think, what, like several yards away from the end zone, and they like run a outside draw. the 10, yeah. Okay, yeah. They run a draw with Brady. So they yeah they kick the field goal and they tie it to go into overtime. But what what the hell was that? So it's third and nine from Buffalo ten yard line, and they run a Tom Brady draw, QB design QB draw from the looks of it for three yards. <laughs> yeah, what what on earth is that? Tough play call. Yeah, but, but, Terry's hands. Who's such a good kicker? Oh, uh, I actually stat checked Connor's claim that Vinatieri didn't miss a kick the rest of the season. Uh, he did. <laughs> yeah, for the record, he he went. I think thirteen of fourteen from week fourteen on, or whatever the hell it was. It was close. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll 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 come across that kick sooner or later, and one of you can point it out. Like, where's Waldo? Um, I will also say, talking about kickers, um, I'm going to have to issue an apology here. Um, uh, I initiated ragging on Ken Walter for not averaging 40 yards um, because the, the previous game was brutal in some of the punts. But the announcer said, and I don't know if this is true, maybe Greg can check on this at some point, but they said that Ken Walter was averaging 37 yards net and he was actually first in the NFL in that category. Yeah, so, I, I caught that too. That and Because there was one game where both punters were averaging like under 30 yards a punt. I don't remember which one it was a few uh, weeks yeah. ago. And it was horrendous. Uh, 
but yeah, I was surprised to hear that too. And Troy Brown was leading. What did they call it? They didn't call it the AFC. They call it like the American conference. Right. Right. In, in punt return yards. I have a, um, a guy at work. He was actually in the office today. He's one of GMs. He's like a true and true bills mafia guy. And he's like, oh, poor bastard. Ryan Mormon is my favorite bill of all time. Oh. I have his jersey and everything. Oof. Wow. I could see that though. I gave him that uh, Bills Patriots like yearbook or whatever it was from the game from nine or two thousand four. The he was loving it. It's like, oh, Brian Warren, my favorite. <laughs> I mean, he was cool. pretty diesel though. That's a good segue. We should talk about Bills Mafia. All right, talk about him. it's the the single greatest uh, annual sporting event in the world. What's that? That's uh, it. Pat's beating the Bills in Buffalo. At Buffalo, yeah. Okay. It's the it's the best sporting event I've been to. Really? Oh yeah. Because you've been to some big sporting events. Mm-hmm. And as far as like atmosphere, well, well, we'll say this for a twenty-one to thirty-year-old male. Yeah. It's okay. the best you can get. Don't bring <laughs> I mean, you care to to elaborate on that and share some experiences? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so we probably first time I went was like 2010 time frame. And me and we got a lot of Buffalo Bills fans around here that we we take an RV, drive it from New Hampshire all the way over to Buffalo, hit Niagara, hit the casino, get some wings. Park at the mud lot. You can park at the mud lot right next to the stadium. They give you like a hundred bucks for the week. They're like, yeah, whenever you want. <laughs> you just wake up in the morning, the lot fills up around you, and it's just a shitload of hammered Bills fans. And obviously, you've seen the videos of them doing like hey, you know, yeah. tables and the, and they're all just there for a good time, you know. <laughs> I mean, I suppose. Like, what else is there to do in Buffalo? Nothing, but it's about the people, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Salt of the earth kind of guys. Because mm-hmm. me and Mike went to a game when he was at school in Rochester. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this program is from that game, Andy. Is it? Yeah. Huh. 2004. Yeah, that, that yeah, sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. That was the uh, Richard Seymour game, which we'll get into at some point. But um, we were wholly unprepared, if I recall. Drove up. I I think I drove up. No, I, I actually flew up for that one. I think on like this tin can of a plane. It was the scariest airplane ride of my life. But got to Buffalo, and then we on the day of the game went to go buy beer, and you can't buy beer in Buffalo on Sundays. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. So then we just fucking said fuck it, drove to the game, and if you haven't been to their stadium. It's literally feels like it's in a neighborhood. Like you're driving through upstate New York. There's nothing, nothing, nothing. All of a sudden there's a few houses on your left (laughs) and you come over this, this hill and there there's a stadium on the right. So we literally parked in some dude's backyard. Like he just like (laughs) took his fence down and, and like used it as a sign to be like free, like Buffalo bills parking here. So parked in there, bummed a couple of beers off like some of the guys there that felt bad for us. And then went into the game. 
it is a magical experience. And the fans there are obviously fantastic. I mean, you can see, didn't we see Bills fans attacking Bills fans? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was um, like some, some dude who brought his kid who was like trying to fight another dude. Yeah. There's a, they're, they're, okay. they're fighting amongst themselves and you can just walk past if you're like coy about it because they don't like obviously Pats fans. But if you're walking by, you can see some fantastic things happening in the parking lot. Yep. Um, and then when we went to the game, didn't we start or somebody started a chant um, where they were just chanting Norwood, <laughs> yes. Norwood. <laughs> For like a quarter and a half. That's all the guy did. Yeah. I, I, I think he was a Bills fan. I think he was. <laughs> I think we started and he joined in and he just did it for the rest of the game. And this was like halfway through the third quarter. And he just, he's like, yeah, okay, I'm going with this and just did it. I don't know if he's a representation of all Bills fans, but he was a great gentleman. I don't know. You guys sounded more prepared than that one game I went to. <laughs> Which yeah. one? Greg, where was... they forgot the adapter for the grill. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> We bought like a hundred bucks worth of meat and we're like, yeah, we're going to like eat all this meat. And it was like snowing. It's motherfucker. And oh, forgot the adapter. And we're like, oh, I don't know. I remember walking around trying to find a place that would sell charcoal. And like, oh, that oh, sucks. I'm going to go fuck myself. And then we all just like, drank because we had a bunch of beer and it was cold. I had no food. So we all just drank it by like halftime. It was Donskis. Is this in <laughs> Buffalo? Yeah. And there's a great Jesus. picture out there. We made a pregame bet. Whoever's team lost gets a beer poured on them. Oh no! <laughs> no mm. Spread. This is Patriots, like 2010-11, which is like <laughs> all point spread. I was like, okay, take the bet. It's <laughs> a great picture of me just pouring a beer on a sad-looking Brendan Mulhern's head. <laughs> He's got a fucking uh, Stevie Johnson jersey on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal too man it's freezing up there so yeah yeah i remember mom fun. gave me like a like a 36 pack of hand warmers <laughs> <laughs> and we were sitting in the end zone and i was i was throwing them just into the stand <laughs> that's fucking santa claus the hand warmers oh god see was the best yeah yeah wicked, wicked fun so um speaking of of that one of my favorite ever tom brady statistics uh, on the list of most wins by a quarterback in Buffalo, the top five are Buffalo Bills quarterbacks. Number six is Tom Brady. Ooh, can we mm. name top five? Uh, yeah, let's see if you can give me top five. Okay. It's Matt Kelly. Jim Kelly's number one with 66 wins uh, in Buffalo. So obviously all those came as a Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Doug Flutie. Number nine. Ooh. With 13 wins. Robbie J. Rob Johnson. Not on this list. <laughs> it's worth a shot. <laughs> we got it. What about Fitzpatrick? We got Fitzpatrick. He's on this. He is number 10. He's tied, well, he's tied with Doug Flutie. He's with 13 wins. Who was before Jim Kelly? Uh, I'll give you two names that I don't know. Joe Ferguson and Jack Kemp are third and fourth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Kemp. Mm-hmm. My guy. Right. He was really month. good, that guy. Uh, there's Tyrod Taylor. Is number eight. Ooh, he damn. has one more win than Doug Flutie and Ryan Fitzpatrick with 14. He has two less than Tom Brady, who has 16. 
And number seven is Daryl LaMonica. So there's only one oh, more guy. Oh, fuck, dude. Daryl LaMonica. He has 15. Well, there's one guy on here, number two, just behind Jim Kelly. He's actually tied with Joe Ferguson for 43 wins. He, oh. uh, let's do this. He is a, you will know him. He's a clue. Uh, he, Alex Van Pelt. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I don't know if he has any wins as a Buffalo quarterback, but uh, no. He is uh, a current coach in the NFL. Another uh, clue? Uh, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. He's a coach in the NFL, a head coach? Yes, I believe so. All right. Uh, Andy Reid. No. <laughs> I just like that visual. <laughs> Andy Reid would look good in Buffalo Bills uniform. Oh, I think. Hell yeah. John Payton? Say again, Greg? Time frame. 80s, 90s? Um... Similar time frame as Jim Kelly. Yeah, I know. I do. There's someone right there that I can't think of. He said he's a head coach. Yeah, here's another clue. Uh, he is responsible for the biggest comeback in NFL history. Yes, against the Oilers. Yes. Fuck, dude. I know. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking of. It was that game. Hmm. No idea. I can't remember. The current coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, that's right. What's his name? Frank Reich. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Nathan Peterman. (laughs) Oh, Nathan Peterman. I remember that guy. No, I don't know any of these freaking people, Andy. Remember Peterman? He was like their first round draft pick who threw like five interceptions. No, yeah, I feel bad for that guy. Yeah. So he's probably, I, I'm stat. Can we stat check this? Who has thrown more interceptions in Buffalo? Nathan Peterman or Tom Brady? Gotta be. Peterman's got, well, it's, it's gotta be Peterman. Is that guy still in the league? Yeah, he's uh, the backup oh, for wow. the Raiders. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Gruden loves him. Yeah, apparently he does. All right. Uh, anything else you guys had on this game? Um, I mean, I will say that there was another, you know, stat on the difference between Tom Brady and Bledsoe at this point. Mm. And up to this point, records eight and three for Brady, oh and two for Bledsoe. Uh, Brady was averaging 25 points a game. Bledsoe, yes. although it was only a few, 10 points a game. Right. Uh, yards were about the same at 205 and 200. And then Brady, 16 TDs, nine interceptions. Bledsoe, Two and two. Yes. So, uh, although they did, they did note that uh, because while this game was going on, they kept showing some of the other games mm-hmm. uh, because the Jets are also uh, had the same record. So it was you know, were the Patriots going to keep pace with them? And were, and so the Jets were playing the Bengals, and they noted that uh, the Bengals had like a top ten ranked defense as well, and the Jets also had I think a top ten ranked defense. So those are the two games that Bledsoe lost. Oh, right, right. I got two fair. top 10 defenses. So I am willing to give him a little bit of slack for that. That's fair. Um, but the one thing we haven't touched on yet, I said before that there were two highlights that people who had watched this game would probably remember. One was Brady getting his head knocked off, and the other was in overtime – the one that everybody was talking about the day after. And this is something I thought was also a little bit uh, different in terms of what the reaction was, but it was uh, in overtime. 
the Patriots got the ball after the Bills punted. Um, and Brady scrambles out to his right and completes a pass to David Patton, who gets hit again so hard in the head that he gets knocked the fuck out mm-hmm. and drops the football. But he falls his limp, unconscious body. Right. Well, it was, called, it was called a fumble. Yeah. So, so he fumbled the ball, yeah. and the Bills recovered, and he was called down. And so that's how it was called in the fields. Bills ball. They thought they were getting the ball back. Uh, but after probably it felt like about a half an hour of review, uh, what they ruled was that David Patton's unconscious body had come down out of bounds. And because his foot was resting on the ball, that means the ball was out of bounds. So it's considered a catch, a fumble, but then technically a fumble out of bounds. Right, because his head was uh, out of bounds. Yeah, which if you look at it logically, it makes sense because if you, you know, if you don't get two feet and one foot is stepped out of bounds, that's considered out of bounds. So therefore, the ball is not in play if you do it the other way around. So right. it makes sense, but the Bills were livid about this rule. Or just about the call in general and the fact they got overturned and everything. I mean, it does make sense. What do, what do they want them to do? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was the right call eventually. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Yeah, huh? yeah. It, I mean, it, yeah. It, it's it's pretty clear and obvious when you look at it that way. Um, especially because if you if you kind of turn it around, like if it was a fumble, like a loose fumble, and like a Patriots player grabbed it while they're out of bounds, or or if a Bills player grabbed it while he was out of bounds, it would still stay with the Patriots because. They were out of bounds, and the ball stays with the team. And to add to that, I don't know if you guys have seen this rule, um, but it plays up on that. But I've seen videos where a few kick returners will actually step out of bounds and then catch the ball, and it goes to 40. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo obviously expected to have the ball, but they should know better. Yeah. But then literally the very next play. So I think the Pats get the ball on like the 40 of the Bills at this point because of like all, after the end of the result of this play. Mm-hmm. And the very next play, the Bills obviously just like not prepared to continue playing defense because Antoine Smith runs for 38 yards down to the two-yard line and that's the end of the game. They right. Didn't they, didn't even, uh, they didn't even try another play. I mean, Brady centered it, and somehow he fell yeah. forward and got hit by Mark Edwards. I don't know how that happened, but... <laughs> that was a clusterfuck of a play. Right. Brady took a bunch of shots in this game. Um, but yeah, no, and then obviously Vinatieri wins it. But yeah, it could have gone either way. There were a couple of those weird moments. There's another weird moment in the fourth quarter where, I mean, um, and, you know, help me out on this, but... Peerless Price catches a touchdown, or so it seems. Um, So it looked pretty good. I mean, they slowed it down a bunch. Uh, I mean, you could debate, I guess, control, but it was a fingertip catch. He drags both feet, and it's uh, it's called an incomplete, Mm -hmm. and they didn't challenge that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like third and goal, threw a touchdown pass, and it looked like it was pretty obvious, I think, in slow-mo that it was a touchdown, and the Bills just didn't challenge it. Yeah, and so they kick a field goal to tie it. Right. And then the announcers were losing their minds, and rightfully so. But I think they had, like, all their timeouts and everything. So it was a pretty weird uh, sequence of events there. Yeah, they mentioned that the Bills had been kind of bitten by failed uh, challenges in the in the past that mm-hmm. season. And I feel mm-hmm. like challenges and the whole replay system was new 
if not this season, then relatively recently. Mm-hmm. So I think people are still trying to like figure it out. But at that point, I think you just, I mean, fuck it. Take, take a delay a game. It's a chip shot field goal because well, it's one to 10. What do you have to lose though? Two and 10. Why not just challenge it? Who cares? Well, that's true too. Yeah. Um, but I think the coach here was, was the name Greg Williams. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, I think we talked about it the first time he came up. Mm-hmm. He, not a great um, head coach. Well, he's got two D's at the end of Greg, so he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Oh, you can always you can already tell. Yeah. But I think just they, they showed him every single time anything happened in the game, and his reaction was so over the top. It looked like how I watched the game in real time as a Patriots fan, but he's sitting on the sideline with a headset on, like cringing and like trying to body language a field goal to go through and all this shit and jumping up and down. And the, even the commentator is talking about how he lives and dies on every play. Yeah. He's a player's coach, man. Yes. Yeah, college basketball coaches. You ever notice that? Yeah. Same thing. But like, it doesn't work in the NFL. Like name yeah. one guy who's like that. That's had a prolonged career as a head coach. Oh, I've been on that. I've been on that tick forever. That like college Athletic coaches are always like. Oh, I mean, Pete Carroll is still like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, he does create that culture. I see your point though that it doesn't really work for the most part. But even Harbaugh, um, before he went back to Michigan, he was kind of a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't have a we don't have a, a huge you know span of information on him, but. True. But it's also like the there's a difference between like a true like players like rah rah coach and like a kind of an asshole. Oh, true. Yeah, I'll give you that. He's like a prick to his players, but everybody's like, "Oh, it's fine" because it's Chashevsky. Right. I don't right. Know because those kids are like eighteen, nineteen, and they they're not getting paid. You can't tell them the fuck off. True. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Trivia question. Yep. All right. Who has more touchdowns thrown to Bills players, Tom Brady or Nathan Peterman? Ooh. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He's thrown a bunch of pick sixes in Buffalo. Uh, Peterman three, Brady two. Oh, Ooh. so close. <laughs> He's only thrown two pick sixes in Buffalo. I feel like I can remember both of them. Yeah, I can think of both. I can't, I can't think of the third, so yeah, that makes sense. Tractor trailer. All right. I'm gonna, to yeah, touch on that, right. man, remember when uh, Connor was uh, basically uh, claiming that it was the worst game that Brady played and we had countered that there was another one this season? This is another <laughs> duck put up by Brady and, like I said, Alex Van Pelt. Like, he started the game like 2-10, 2-10, uh, oh, yeah. you know. Um, but Brady, I think they mustered up for most of the second half. I think it was four yards. Um, At one point, yes. Yeah, and Brady was like – chucking it all over the place, not completing it, um, getting hit, obviously. Yeah. Um, he he kind of didn't seem like he knew where he was a, a little bit. So it was, a, it, was a, it was pretty interesting to kind of see a few games in a row now where uh, were defenses figuring him out? Was he just adjusting to the game plan? I mean, why do you think he struggled uh, mightily before the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I think this game especially – you could see it. he was actually sailing some balls. Yeah. Uh, and I think 
we saw some like issues in the kicking game too. I, I think weather or at least wind may have played a factor in this, which I think mm. you've seen throughout like games in Buffalo. The wind has an effect. Did they mention that though? I don't remember it being too windy there. Uh, they they talked about it because on the first field goal that the Bills missed, then mm-hmm. we talked about Adam Vinatieri kicking in that end zone and and whether or not it would be as easy as a chip shot as it should be. Mm-hmm. No wind. Oh, no really? Wind? 34 degrees, relative humidity, 89%, no wind. wind yeah. Zero. I don't remember. Thank you, Greg. That's, that's important. Yeah. I, I think I don't he, know if I believe that. Ooh, you just I, stat checked, bro. Dude, see? <laughs> I don't really know. talked about the wind in the game. I never heard how it. Knocked out a field goal. I never heard it. <laughs> What else you want, huh? You want something else, Andy? Uh, yeah. Let's okay. see. Um, offense ranked twenty seven. Their defense twenty nine. <laughs> really? So bad that year. <laughs> Their defense was 29th? That's what it says. Because it came to play in this game, and yeah. I well, I think a lot of it was Matt Light getting toasted by um the the leading double. Yeah, the 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 guy who has the most sacks on Tom Brady in NFL history. So Aaron he was Trouble. the uh, guy on the cover of that program that I gave to the Bills fan. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this this is his. This is both of their rookie seasons. Really? Matt Light and Aaron Schobel. Yeah, uh, they talked about it being like a rookie on rookie matchup, and Schobel absolutely just so torched Matt Light. The 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 guy called him no show Schobel. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, he was convinced that Oof. he would never do anything, which is crazy because he has the most sacks against Brady. And then he yeah. went on to tell me that after every Bills loss, him and his brothers would do a Bills burning where they go to their backyard <laughs> and burn something Bills related. That sounds really fun. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds expensive. You must have gone through a lot of shit, dude. Right? How yeah, but they're probably buying have? shit off of the, the bargain uh, bin thing that you were getting all your jerseys from. Uh, that's true. Yeah, Bills jerseys yeah. are not expensive. Exactly. Although there's probably not many out there, so they it might be the other way around. Well, that's that's fair. They're collectors. It's not, like, <laughs> it's not like you're making a whole bunch of them, are you? You're not making a shit ton of Jay Remusmer jerseys. He still that's got his true. Brian Mormon jersey in his closet. I just texted him. He never burned it. No, that thing I guess is classic. <laughs> and then apparently there was like this hamster thing that sings like a song. I don't know. We looked it up on eBay. He was all excited about it. Bills related? Yeah, yeah. Or are like we just talking about this guy period. being a weirdo? <laughs> know, right? I'm like, where are we going with this? I'm interested in <laughs> finding like out Google more about Bills it. hamster touchdown song. It'll come up. Not on my work computer. Thank you very much. Hey, oh, Buffalo. <laughs> oh, that song. I remember them singing that. Oh, yeah. That's that's a jam. Yeah, it is. Zubas, Steve? What's that? Did you wear Zubas? No, I don't know if he wears. I mean, I've only seen him in work stuff, so. Yeah. He doesn't want him to work? What kind of Bills fan is he? <laughs> Have you seen the videos of the guy that does like the condiments thing? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like gross. 85-year-old man just <laughs> getting like doused. It's, it's strangely erotic. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> oh, there's nothing like Buffalo. So I mean that's what ha- that that's what losing four straight Super Bowls does to a fan base though I think. Yep. Oh, speaking of which, you Mike, do you have any um, football or not footballs? 
Oh, that's mm. a good question. I, I do have three, but they're tricky Ooh. ones. Okay. I got one this week too. Oh shoot. I'm curious to see if you uh if you also have some some similar questions because oh, let's do this. Yeah. Uh you want me to go? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um first one, uh so to put it in context, he was talking about lawyer Malloy. So Lawyer Malloy came unimpeded and got a clean shot on the quarterback. <laughs> so football or not football on that one. Not where is the question. Um <laughs> Right, Probably he came the chest. Under, I think, yeah. if I remember the play correctly. Oh, you yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah. I think you're yeah, right. This this one sounds familiar, uh, and I think if my context is correct, what they're talking about is lawyer Molloy, who doesn't normally rush the passer, probably came on a blitz. Oh, and okay. nobody picked him up. Well, he's so gone. he was coming unimpeded, which means nobody there's nobody in his way between him and the quarterback. Yeah, it probably would have helped if I knew what unimpeded was. Yeah, so he took a, a shot. He probably hit the quarterback, Alex uh, Pell Peterson. Van Pelt, <laughs> what the fuck I want to call him. Right. Uh, pretty hard. My guess is straight in the chest, if I remember the play correctly. Took, I see. He took a bunch of shots in the chest. I don't see how it's not football. You think they're like drinking on the sidelines, Mike? I don't know. I mean, I, I again, Lawyer Malloy came unimpeded and got a clean shot on the quarterback. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm also maybe um, emphasizing certain words weirdly, so <laughs> I don't know if I – but they could have been drinking. I don't know. Well, Did they have a, Buffalo. Mine's actually similar, so might as well just – Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually not from this game. This is from two days ago on the radio <laughs> on the drive into work. You the tricked goal, me. Goal and Wingo show. Oh, boy. <laughs> Look what around. you've done to him, Mike. You've corrupted him. <laughs> sorry. What do you mean corrupted? I'm, I'm learning a lot with you guys. <laughs> Trey Wingo was discussing uh, Joe Burrow's draft uh, prospects and how he played in the national champion, championship, hmm. and how he handled the rush. And he said, um, the, the Clemson players were blitzing all over the place. Isaiah Simmons was coming all over the place. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Based on previous weeks, I think I have a guess as to what it means. Oh, let's hear it. He was coming all over the place. Yeah, that's that's not football. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Andy? Well, it's Trey Wingo. You got to keep that in mind. He's a fucking nerd. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it probably is football. It's just some deep sort of stat bullshit. Right. So it's like you guys are saying, I mean, coming all over the place is probably uh, like the lawyer Malloy coming unimpeded in that sense. True, um, yeah. Although blitzing could kind from of. Different spots, perhaps. Oh, oh. Interesting. Some nerd shit like that. Because, like Greg said, it's Trey Wingo. Although blitzing could be that. kind of interpreted different ways, I guess. <laughs> Only in your addled mind, Michael. No, no. I mean, I think, <laughs> no, I think it's football. Okay. Right. right. Uh, uh, knowing Trey, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a pro's pro. But yeah, that was a good one, yeah. Greg. I mean, you tricked me. I thought it was from this game. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited when I heard it in the car. <laughs> Pulled and over and wrote called. it down. And then like I was driving, so I couldn't write it down. And then I was like, <laughs> coming everywhere. <laughs> I actually Googled their podcast. Oh. Wow. 
the time in the show and to discuss it so I can write down the precise quote. That's awesome. I love it. Coming That's commitment. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, if you want to keep doing yours, Mike, if you could top that. All right. Um, this one is a, just an interesting one. I, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, Roman Pfeiffer, another one of those veteran free agents who came over, Belichick had a relationship with him. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. That kind of sparked the old noggin. Yeah, that's yeah. an old word it's to a, use. It's a little ambiguous, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, they don't really talk about relationships too much with him. I mean, there's his girlfriend. Yeah, where where they're not as open about these types of things. So, yeah, right. Maybe that's like a little code word in there. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I mean, he had a relationship with him, is what the guy said, and I was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, did did they know each other before the Patriots? Oh, did, I think they did. Didn't they on the um, was it the Jets? <laughs> Oh, so, okay. So maybe it could be a professional relationship then in that case, if they had worked together before, but it is ambiguous. It is ambiguous. Although the, they did say Roman Pfeiffer, another one of these veteran uh, free agents. So I, they must've been talking about the jets and I missed that. Could be. I don't know. So that, that that's maybe football. We'll put that in the maybe pile. Okay. And then finally, this one was about Larry Centers, I know for sure. And um, it was, he took a dump over the middle. <laughs> There's no way that's football. <laughs> I thought, it, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, he was, I, the game plan, which I thought was awesome, was to limit Larry Centers, the fullback in this game. Um, yeah, I guess that was catching the, passes and shitting on people. Right. So well, now you know why. Right. Get yeah. messy if you don't. Well, I don't know if he was upset or nervous or frustrated, but he took a dump over the middle. I mean, that, whatever it is, that that's making a statement right there. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't have an effect in the game. Have you ever shit your pants like playing sports? You hmm. say, "Have I ever?" Because I'm going to go with no. Okay, I haven't, <laughs> but I've had many uh, a time where I've had to pull off the side of the road, run to Lord knows where. And do some damage in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I pooped my uh, pants I, watching sports once. <laughs> <laughs> it was that Steve good? You can get up. from out of left field. <laughs> uh, it was the Patriots and the Seahawks Super Bowl. It was halftime, and I, and <sighs> I was like, I got to pee, looking bad, and the game was intense, you know. So yep. I ran to the bathroom and like i peed but i was like forcing it a lot and i pooped a little bit and i was wearing my lucky knees, and i was like well i can't just throw them out so i had to clean them out and then watch the rest of the game standing <laughs> oh my god i thought you sad when you pee when you poop when you pee <laughs> no that's me i yeah. sit when i pee you yeah. sit when you pee yeah it's a laziness thing what on earth yeah fuck it so one time i was, I was snowboarding and like this is when i was like just learning <laughs> And I like went through the woods, you know, they got a little path on the side. I was like, oh yeah, I'm the man now. Oh yeah. And as I'm coming back to the trail, there's a little jump and like <laughs> board came out from under me and I landed right on my ass. Oh, I've done that. And as soon as I stood up, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I haven't done that. <laughs> and I, I, I know that feeling though. Mushy butt cheek syndrome. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, oh no. So I like, tight, you know, Clenched her up, snowballed <laughs> the way down, 
went right into the bathroom, start wiping. It turns out I didn't shit my pants. What I think happened was like it got immediately swollen. So oh. it felt like shit in there, but it was just one bubble. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. I was on the way down that I had shit myself. Good Lord. Yep. I haven't had that one, but I have, uh, I've, I've been at the gym once and, uh, doing leg press. So stereotypical situation. And I might've put a little bit too much weight and I ripped one. Um, and it was extremely embarrassing, but nobody <laughs> said a word or looked over. <laughs> it was very loud too. I mean, I was kind of like annoyed that no one said anything, but so I, I, I did that except it was in a yoga class. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. Apparently, the pose is called wound relieving pose, and let me tell you, Get it fucking here. works. Yeah, it's it's also known as sounds happy like baby. yoga or not yoga. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so you know you're you're on your back and you're holding on to your feet like a happy baby. Yep. And uh, I'll let one I let one slip, and this is like early in my yoga career. This is years ago, uh, and. Of course, my reaction isn't to just ignore it or anything. My reaction is to say, Ugh! <laughs> to let everybody know apparently that it was me who did it. <laughs> that's a good one. Communication yeah. was an accident, too. If you just can't keep it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which, which actually leads me to another poop related story since we're doing this. Wait, wait. Uh, no, no one, how do they react? No one said a word. No reaction. Oh, yeah, no one said a word. <laughs> no. <laughs> The yoga teacher was probably like, "Oh, good, you guys are getting good with on the toes." <laughs> no, she she's a good friend of mine, and apparently she was dying. She told me she was the only one that, that said anything, but she was like crying, <laughs> laughing. Oh yes, yeah, so it's so centered. It's beautiful. Yeah, there's another thing that uh, is more recent. That was years ago, but this um, every time I hear somebody close to me uh, you know sneeze or, or anything I, i'd say bless you and then it turned into like a cough or a burp or a fart or anything i just you know i'd say bless you because i thought it was funny and my wife didn't um so if she ever farts i, I say bless you and, and she gets angry and i laugh uh, but apparently that has become a uh just like a rope response so i was in the stall at work a couple of weeks ago uh, you know, just doing my business. And the guy next to me in the stall lets a, lets a big one rip. And just by default, I said, bless you. And I realized what I've done and go, oh, oh, fuck. That is hilarious. So I'm literally sitting there lifting my feet up so he can't like <laughs> recognize my shoes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting this motherfucker out. And I think at first he was like waiting for me to come out because he wanted to time it and be like, who the fuck was that? And I waited him out long enough. So I apologize if that person listens to this. That was me. You didn't say and anything? <laughs> no. Oh, that's a perfect opportunity. No. Yeah. No, it was. That was, well, that was rough. And I had like, I had just started the job too. I hadn't been there very long. I'm like, oh man, this is a tough way to get fired. <laughs> that is hilarious. You just got to send a company wide email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was so. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a, it, there's, there are worse things you can say when somebody does that. But 
that's a pretty around. good one though and it was like innocent which i like yeah yeah it was it was completely by accident but like, so innocent ones like <laughs> i could there, there's malicious ways of doing things like that right yeah. exactly yeah i i was thinking of a few different responses so oh, absolutely so yeah, no, i know i wish um, i had a story like to that bring this back to bill's patriots i just stat checked my earlier statement about peterman versus tom brady mm-hmm. close brady five peterman three Oh so uh, yeah, I man. figured he had more. And what do you mean you thought? Because uh, you, you you said that you remembered only two of them, and look at that. You're but then I knew that there was more. The I can think of two off the top of my head. Bullshit! I knew there was now more. Now I can't trust anything that you say, and I can only rely on tape. Stephen mm-hmm. Greg for anything on this podcast. Rewind uh, the tape. You got any old name? Yeah, check. Obviously, the tractor trailer one we all know and sort of loved since we beat him thirty-one nothing later that year mm. um nick clemens got one earlier in the year mm-hmm. oh absolutely i saw this while i was looking through all of your website andy it's 2007 15 43 in the second period randy moss 16 yard touchdown 633 left randy moss six yard pass 10 seconds left randy moss 17 yard pass yeah wow. three touchdowns in a quarter for boss oh was- yeah it's brutal I was in England when that season was happening, and that's how I watched. That's right, was was just the stats coming up, and I was like, "This <laughs> broken." It just keeps <laughs> down the moss. <laughs> Aaron Schobel had a twenty-six yard pick six. Ooh, oh, show yeah, the game yeah, that uh, everyone's going to remember from the remember the Patriots scored with two minutes left. Ben Watson, yeah. and then they fumbled the yes, the yes, kickoff. Yes. And scored another touchdown to Ben Watson. Yep. With the season opener, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, September 14. Yeah, sounds all right. 2006, I want to say. Nine. Nine, really. Yeah, sorry. That's what I meant. That was the same year as the uh, the uh, Titans blow up. Drayton Florence had one? Mm. No idea. That's a game the Bills won on... A Ryan Lindell 28-yard field goal with time expiring. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That was a Fred Jackson game. Yeah. I'll give you a stat since I have that pulled up. Yeah, I'm not it's bad. bothered, not going to lie. <laughs> 74, 5 for 87 on catches. Yeah, he had that one big run that set up that kick or and catch up. Probably the other one you're thinking of, Andy Jordan Poyer. That's the one I was thinking of, yeah. So, sorry, actually, four to three. Yeah. Two, three, four. Yep. That's what I have, too. Well, all right. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm glad we stat-checked that. So, let's uh, let's do best and worst. Wrap this up. Anybody want to go first? Steve, go you go. F- no, Steve, you go first. I didn't watch it. What if he steals one? Well, is that best or worst? Well, all right. I mean... <laughs> My best is, you know, seeing that guy open that Aaron Schobel program. <laughs> so happy. But then the best is like him realizing that it brought back a memory of him burning Bill's memorabilia in his backyard. And the fact that his favorite player is a punter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the best. Love it. All right, Greg, what's your best and worst? All right. 
my best is uh, so Peerless Price. I was like, that's an awesome name. I'm wondering how like they got it. So I looked it up. Apparently his mom named him after like a moving company from Ohio where they grew up. <laughs> Excuse me? Peerless Price. Yeah. Oh, I guess Peerless Moving Company. Exactly. Yeah, but what a name, though. I mean, she was on the money with that one. It's an A-plus name. Yeah. Because it works. You don't think of it as, like, peerless. Yeah, stuff. but imagine imagine if that guy didn't end up being a football player. What if he was, like, an accountant? That's, like that's many rough. Price. Yeah, I don't know. What if he was a terrible accountant? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminded me of uh, the Simpsons episode where he changes his name to Max Power, and they're like... Oh, yeah. Was like, that's right. He's like, thanks. I got it from a hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> and also, there's a guy on Sunderland, the soccer team I support, whose name's Matt Power. Scored the the game tire last week. Uh, was that his given name? Uh, yeah, that's his name <laughs> on the roster. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, Homer Simpson's name on some rosters is probably Max Power. Greg, you got to start a funny name Hall of Fame on this podcast because you have a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I had one at work today. I thought of you. Peter Peterson. That's pretty good. All right, then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you gotta... I had a, at my old job, I had a, we had a funny name Hall of Fame because we worked with a lot of clients and anybody that had contact with someone who had a hilarious name, we used to vote on it. <laughs> Hall of Fame. There's some good ones. Kurt Guggenberger. That's not real. <laughs> Mong Wanafong. <laughs> I like how he knows he's off of memory too. Like he's, he just yeah. has them. He's not she, reading them. She see Wang. <laughs> some of these might be made up. She see Wang. Sounds Dude, I know. Up. It seems almost inappropriate for today's uh, day and age. I don't know. You had to you had to have like a documented proof of this person. Like you had to have like an email with their official name in it and stuff like wow. this. Wow. Yeah. We didn't take this lightly. <laughs> we have a lot of people down from Hall of Fame. It was prestigious. There was only like six people. <laughs> wow. All right. I mean, we can probably start a Patriots podcast, funny name, Hall of Fame, all time NFL all right. funny name. Yeah. It's probably yeah. true. All right. Peerless Price, uh, first entry. My vote. All right. Yeah, Especially if he's named after a moving company. I mean, jeez. Yeah. That's, yeah, but that's it's an bad. awesome name. And he's got alliteration to boot, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And he's peerless. I mean. And he was pretty good. He was. Yeah. He had one season with 90 plus catches, 1,200 yards, and like 10 touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. He straight up dropped a pass in this game, though. But other than that, he was fine. <laughs> uh, so is that your best and worst? Yeah. All right. Mike, by you. Uh, my worst was the first quarter. Uh, I just wrote most uneventful quarter so far, and a close second was the second quarter. It was just the whole thing was. You could have just gone first half, no? <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to be specific about this so that if anybody decides to watch the game, just really avoid the first quarter altogether. Um, all about the second quarter. <laughs> right. And then, and then my best was going to be, um, you know, Brady popping up, but we talked about that. So yeah. I will go with uh, the best part of the game for me was um, as soon as it looked like Brady uh, was 
was struggling and he might lose the game, the announcers were already calling for Bledsoe. Um, so it was a very short leash. I mean, he's he's put a few wins together, and they're uh, they were already saying, "I think it's time to put Bledsoe back in." Yeah, every time Tom Brady sailed a, an incompletion, the next shot was of Brady's reaction, and then a shot of Bledsoe on the sideline. Right. Every time. So I thought that was pretty fun. They didn't uh, wait too long to get to that point. Oh, they sure didn't. Um, all right. So from mine, my best was um, Troy Brown. He had, uh, they, they tried to do a reverse pass with him. Oh, yes. It got sniffed out. So, you know, Brady handed it to him on the, on the end of round. And then it got sniffed out. And so Troy Brown is in the backfield, like with nobody to throw it to and the pressure coming on. But he somehow manages to get out of trouble and still pick up nine yards using Tom Brady as his lead blocker. Yep. So that was fantastic. Yep, it was good. Uh, I also, an honorable mention was uh, they were talking about Tom Brady and his newfound fame. And so they were, they were asking him about it. And they, apparently he said that he was tired of, of reading about himself, which sounds like there's an easy fix for that. Um, but that after the season, he was going to go somewhere people don't know him and sleep for a week. Which is, on a limb and which, say he didn't. which is funny because, again, when he sold his soul, and that's up for debate on when we will address that. But mm-hmm. um, nowadays, it seems like he gets his jollies off of putting stories out there and making everything as ambiguous and cryptic as possible. Uh, he has my, discovered social media. Oh, absolutely. Well, Super Bowl commercials. He went the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Like impregnated an actress out of wedlock. So. Well, that's that, true too. Was that this year? Uh, yeah, around that time. Yeah, it was. But so, I well, think he won a couple of Super Bowls by that point. Yeah, I thought so too. In the words of Trey Wingo, he was coming all over the place. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, baby. I got that reference. <laughs> uh, and my worst He was, was also, by the way, around this time, hanging out with uh, Donald Trump and uh, being a judge at, like, you know, Miss america universe or something so i don't know that's a interesting statement by the man <laughs> oh trey wingo no brady no was just with, uh, brady, bridget yeah. Moynihan, 2004 2006 yeah oh, that's so this, is, this is pre-bridging but it, it is interesting that he didn't uh he didn't want to be known and then a couple of years later okay. he's tom brady steve um does it say in your fact checking what bridget moynihan's son's name is uh, I'm pretty sure it's Tom Brady. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's like Jason yeah. Edward Thomas, some like Smith Moynihan or something. She named him Jets. Jack. Oh, that was close. Yeah, oh, Jack. that's right. That's right. But like his the kids' initials are like Jets, just to get back at him or something. That's really? what I had heard. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, I had heard that he was with Tara Reed. I mean, I'm bringing that back. So, John oh, Edward please. Thomas. <laughs> See, there you go, John Edward Thomas. What a bitch. 2007. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my worst, just to cap this off, uh, Terry Glenn. He played second game of the in a row that he played this season that I'd forgotten about. Um, and he there was a deep pass to him that got picked off by whoever was covering him there. And Terry Glenn made literally no effort to try to break that up whatsoever. I mean, to be fair, was it, wasn't he like sort of falling 
Uh, Maybe. I, I know what you're talking about. Maybe. I looked at it a couple of times. I'm like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt uh, for no reason whatsoever. Uh, yeah, well, he, he did make a, it, but. He made a strong catch later, like in the fourth quarter at some point. Like him and the defender both got to like, he had he ran like a comeback and him and the defender both got to the ball at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he like fought the guy for it. And uh, and so he put effort in that one, but not on the obvious interception. So right, that was my my worst. Mike, do you think you're like the biggest Glenn fan still around? Oh, dude, what, what did I say? It might have been a lost episode, but he could have been the greatest wide receiver of all time. <laughs> I, st- I stand I'm glad by that. I missed it. That does sound like something you <laughs> said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're right, Steve. Um, and I stand by that. Oh, good. <laughs> well, we're talk- he, he has so much swag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. If, we, if, we talked about that. If he and Deion Sanders hung out consistently, oh. I would lose my freaking mind. Oh, my God. What too about much? him and OBJ? Oh. Mm. It might be too much drama for me. Yeah. I mean, Deion's like drama, but like in a funny way. <laughs> OBJ is like kind of forced swag, I feel like. That's true. Yeah. Which yeah. the Patriots might be a perfect fit for him so he can be his true self and not put on a show. Yeah. Oh, boy. Worked with uh, Chad Johnson. Yeah. If only he could learn the playbook. <laughs> All right. I think we've filled up enough airtime with our um, poop stories and. Such. I have so many more because I deal I'm with sure IBS. So. All right. So, no, we're leaving that in. Wow. Uh, Sorry, mom. <laughs> so, IBS. Exactly. Until next week. Next week, the Patriots uh, host the Miami Dolphins, the AFC East leading Miami Dolphins for a battle of for the AFC East, really. Grudge match. Grudge match, indeed. See if they can uh, get some get some retribution for how badly they were beaten in Miami. So we'll see how that turns out. So join us next week on the Patriots Pod Dynasty Podcast, I believe is what it's called. No, that was wrong. No, well, yeah, what's it called? Pod, what's it called? Podcast. The Patriots Dynasty Podcast. The Patriots Pod Dynasty Podcast. Yeah. Mike's hot take hour. <laughs> Watch the game. Go back to Mexico, man. Jesus. Let's get Connor in here. Whoa. <sighs> what? what? Oh, boy. Wait, what, do you want us to build a wall to keep Steve out? Um, We can build our own wall <laughs> to keep him out. Yeah. Huh? You call me like a rapist and a drug dealer? Wow. I don't know, man. I didn't put those words anywhere near my mouth. <laughs> the Browns aren't sending their best. Sometimes. I'm assuming. <laughs> That's, amazing. That's amazing, Andy. Well, maybe a rivalry between Steve and I is developing, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Oh, good. I can't oh. wait. Harry Glenn sucks. Oh, God. Fuck you. Curtis Martin. All right, boys. You're the moderator, Andy. Yeah, and I've lost all control. It's like Jeez. it's like, it's like CNN like, up in this bitch. Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, boys. I'm calling it. Yeah. Good luck to figure out what to cut and what to keep, Andy. Oh my god, yeah. Fuck. He keeps everything. Don't be fooled. I don't know. I <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I I haven't I listened either. I'm trusting him. Yeah, that's a bad decision. 
I'll leave stuff that makes me sound good and you guys sound like assholes. So plenty of that. Exactly. All right, boys. We'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, Hey, I got an idea. Yeah. Um, you know how we often reference some photo or something? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should put those on the, the social media. Yeah. Because oh, we're, we're talking about what's his name, looking fat, Van Pelt. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, you could put those on there with like a quote, you know? True. Yeah, good call. And the um, the poll thing is a good idea that happened on the uh, – the page as well. I think people yeah, like that sort of thing. Do you want me to do the, the social media? Yeah, if you want to run the social media, that'd be it's fine. so much work. Is it? <laughs> well, eh, it's I'm, not that bad, but not like the but you can post like stupid, like not even relevant shit, but just anything Patriots related. You know? Yeah, yeah it's true. Fun. I mean, goofy stuff is fun. People like that shit. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Or just like yeah. hilarious old photos of like. There's so many pictures out there of Belichick looking like a fucking meat stick back in the day. Well, and it, you make a good point, man, because the Pats just tried to do that, like the actual like Patriots Twitter or whatever. I saw it, and they were like, "Look at the players, how they look back on their combine days," and everyone looked exactly the same. I'm like, "This yeah, is yeah. fun." They had a better one where they had like weird faces for them all, but I agree. Oh, okay. I actually have posted on my desk this picture of Belichick in like a Cleveland Browns sweatshirt holding the football. Like, Greg, I think you gave it to me. That yeah. Familiar. Uh, Andy, you should be able to just give all of us access, right? Yeah, I can do that. Instead of one person trying to do it, just spread the content around. It's a lot easier that way. Yeah. yeah anytime funny. Yep. Works for me. I'll, I'll see if I can get um, a picture of that guy's Chris Mormon jersey in his closet. Oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> all right, boys. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. See you later. Bye.